The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. current affairs and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Thursday, March 17, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, PoppyChuloRadio.com. Yeah! Oh, I hear some new voices. So let's do let's do uh let's do a mic check. Uh, Legionnaire, mic check. Yes, yes, I'm here. Carl Anthony, mic check. I'm here. <laughs> Legionnaire has it cracking up. Yeah, I'm here. John Sebastian, speaking to the mic. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I heard a, another set of lovely dulcet tones. Who was that? Did I hear someone say hello? Is everyone is everyone on? Is this is this line secure? It 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 is I. Carl oh, oh, Stillwell. Is is, is Ms. that Miss Stillwell? Is that Hag Extraordinaire? Carla Stillwell, also yes. known as Miss Stillwell, if you're nasty. Microphone check one two one two. Oh, suck it now. Oh, I'm here. suck it, suck it now. Welcome no, to no. the uh, welcome to Thunderdome. Two <laughs> <laughs> minutes time, one man leave. Cause we don't so, need another hero. Mm. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Listen, uh, we gonna go river deep and mountain high up in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> And if we all lucky, we'll make it to Nutbush City. Mm. Mm. They call it Nutbush. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've been in a, I think I've been in a Nutbush once. Mm. Oh, t- tell us about well, that. Haven't well, we no. all? <laughs> <laughs> Who among us hasn't been in a Nutbush? <laughs> I think that is the most pertinent question <laughs> this evening. Which one My of us Lord, has not geez. been in the Nutbush? <laughs> but, Lord, y'all know we got a ton of show today. A mm. ton. Yes. 
We won't talk about everything that happened with the election yesterday, including President Obama's nomination yesterday of uh, a new Supreme Court justice. We're going to talk about your favorite, Ben Carson. We're going to talk about Amber Rose, and we're even going to touch on Bill Cosby for a minute. And then, since we liked it so much last week, we're going to do our quick three minutes per topic hot, uh, hot tea speed round. And... And, and and we're going to have an interview with the one, the only, Giovanni. Yay. Sucky, sucky. Child, the kids can smell. One of these days, the kids is going to be able to smell like Giovanni. Get in. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Are y'all ready for that? It's cologne. It's cologne. <laughs> Some of them already smell, smell like it's colon. They already smell like that. Oh, woo! Oh, Lord. They've been lucky. And here we go. I mean, it's, maybe smelling like his cologne is cute, but I certainly don't want to smell like his colon. Oh, uh, no, you know when you spell it, when you spell it C-O-L-O-N, it's cologne, honey. Cologne. Well, maybe he's been on a fresh fruit diet. Like, maybe it's really fresh. Like, who are you? Who are you to say? Who are me? Who, who, who are, are me? Who are, who are, who are me? Who are me to say? Who are me to, <laughs> who are me to judge? Oh, that oh, that oh. oh Lord! Oh. Oh. I hope so, she gets you know what? We got so English class. We got so much uh, foolishness to get to. I say we just jump on into it. What y'all say? Jump, jump, Let's jump do it. to it. it. All right, so. John Sebastian, you're going to lead us off talking about the update from the election, uh, the primary elections on Tuesday. Well, um, on Super Tuesday, part three, part, well, whatever it was, hell, mine was part two. Part three, um, whatever it was, um, it was all, of, according to Huffington Post, it was, it's all about the delegates. Um, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has almost a 150, yeah, almost 150, excuse me, delegate lead over Senator Bernie Sanders with an additional 76 up for grabs, while Donald Trump uh, did exceptionally well on the 15th, but surprisingly lost Ohio. Um, the best thing that came out of all of this is uh, Marco Bot 2.0 had to be taken out of service for rebooting. Um, oh. After after his stunning loss in Florida, where he only won Miami-Dade County, by the way, um, he decided to suspend his candidacy for president. Now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't God tell him to run? Mm. Well, his 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 um. But his, maybe his wallet told him to stop. Right. Mm. Well, right. Because <laughs> sometimes that debt speak a little louder than the law. Right. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Hello, is Jesus there? He's not taking your call. <laughs> Throwing good okay. money after bed. The funniest thing I saw was someone posted on Facebook, God doesn't make mistakes, and someone said, and Mrs. Betty Bauer said, well, if that was true, he would have started with Noah. Oh. Oh. Well. well. And then there's, there's that. that. <laughs> okay, so I, so the two races that I would like to talk about are Florida are actually Florida and Ohio because for the last two or three election cycles, those have been the two states that have had the most coverage in declaring who the next presidential uh, 
well, president is. Um, so in the on the Republican side, like I said, um, Donald Trump swept the table with the exception of Miami-Dade County. Um, mm. Now, I now just so we're clear, I anticipated him winning Northern Florida because. In essence, that's South Georgia, Alabama, and East. Oh, honey, I lived there for eight years. That's mm -hmm. red. That's that's rednecky, and they have um, a complex about it because it's all always hot. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and in Florida, um, the reverse. So Secretary Clinton basically wiped the she, she wiped the table with Senator Sanders, with the exception of a few counties uh, dispersed throughout Florida, which was surprising um well yeah. no the southern the southerners love them some hillary but remember they, that florida but let's see florida is is florida really the south or is it just new york part two no it's the south okay <laughs> well, florida is definitely the south it's the mm. deep south except well, for except and, for and except quite, for broward county which is fort lauderdale and south so that okay, mm. so see, I, because I've only been to Broward County and South, so I am not familiar with Florida. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those. Uh, I you know, so I can see, when you put it in those terms, yes, I can see why she won so handily, um, and you know, she won in Illinois, which was, which I'm glad happened um, mm -hmm. because had she lost Illinois, that would have been a bit. Uh, embarrassing since she is from Park Ridge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, Cruz did well in Central Illinois, surprisingly, uh, but that is kind of Bible Beltish USA. Um, in Missouri, however, oh, she won in Missouri too. So she won in Missouri, it looks like. Um, and and in Missouri, the same thing happened. Trump won. Trump won St. Louis, and I'm not surprised by that. But no. Cruz, mm -mm. Cruz did exceptionally well in Kansas, in, you know, in Kansas City, in the Springfield area, and it looks like Lake of the Ozarks. I don't know what that's about. Well, um, we have to remember that Cruz is just um, Trump light, like he's evil light. So he's evilish. He's evilish. So <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am not shocked that the racists have are trying to pick which races suits them best. <laughs> uh, you know, they're just trying to find out like which races fits. Do I want this tight clan um, jacket or do I want a whole roll? Like that's what's going on. <laughs> you okay, not, see. <laughs> do I just want do I just and, want a hood? We, do I or just a want a hoodie? Cat. Exactly. Do I want a baseball? Like they're trying to figure out what kind of racist they're going to be. They're trying to decide keep... if they just want to wear the Nazi armband or the exactly. Full... And people mm. keep forgetting and the jackboots. Illinois is Chicago and them crackers. and the rest of the state. So you know, like the the, the whole state is racist, and and then there's Chicago, which right. is racist in a different way. But whatever. Ohio <laughs> but is Ohio is just up West Virginia. Like them hill folks in Ohio. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's Pennsylvania yeah. part two. Exactly, um, Pennsylvania. Yes, like so. I, I'm not shocked about how any of this fell out. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is in Illinois though, um, Clinton, Bernie Sanders, by by number of counties won. Bernie won the state. But I'm not Clinton, sure. yeah. But Clinton, she won, won the delegates. 
she won mm. and she won she won the metropolitan area she won chicago mm-hmm. or it's still kind of up in it's kind of still kind of up in the air they're still saying it's too close to call but she leads but she won lake county which is interesting she won all of northwestern well she won rock did she win rock she did not win rockford but she won west of rockford which is strange mm. So she so the places she won were Chicago, Danville, mm-hmm. a couple of other states. By and- the prison. <laughs> she won <laughs> by the prison. <laughs> and of all places, are you ready for this? She won in Cairo. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Mm. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> and she won she won a whole lot of states on the Missouri border. Mm-hmm. Well, actually she won everything. She won everything on the Mississippi board, on Mississippi River border. So I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that. I just it's because that's you know she won Peoria. I think so it's won- a couple of things to think about. Hillary Clinton is a is more centrist than yes. she is. She's not a super liberal. She's not like they keep categorizing Bernie Sanders as a socialist. You know what I'm saying? And that for even. For for uh, and I don't know why brown people are scared by socialism, but okay, brown people are more comfortable with a more conservative look. So for people that know that they're being oppressed, but want you know they want freedom light, they want diet freedom. They're <laughs> looking to the centrist. Mm. They want diet freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> I'm gonna use, you know I'm gonna use that in a sermon real soon. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> as long as you quote me. I'm gonna oh, say, and I'm gonna say hag extraordinaire. Yes. All right, still well said. They want freedom life. I'm gonna say it just like that. Yeah, they want diet freedom. They want so, diet freedom. So when you, when you like, what is Hillary winning these hick towns? Because these are people that have, you know, they have, you know, black grandchildren. These white people have black grandchildren now. And they don't <laughs> really... And they know they can't just be racist, but they're still not comfortable with Bernie Sanders. So, so they got to be yeah, racist not comfortable life. with Bernie Sanders because he's a Jew. Let's just be <laughs> clear. <laughs> Let, like you said, they Ooh. may not be super racist. It's still, you know, honestly, it's probably more com- it's more acceptable probably in some places to be racist against Jews than it is against black people because like you say, in these little towns, it's a lot of white people that have black grandchildren or whatever, so they <laughs> right. can't be openly racist against them, but they can still be racist against them Jews. Mm. Well, because you know Tyrone is gonna come by for dinner at least twice a week. You, right. you better you better light a menorah. You better <laughs> <laughs> We better get it. You better get out the dreidel and talk about it. <laughs> and listen, the reason Marco Rubio lost is because despite what all these kids were saying and how he was the savior of the Republican Party, honey, the Republican Party is, has, and always will be racist. Thank and that you. was his Cuban wake-up call. That was his you are still a spick wake-up call, regardless <laughs> of whether your parents came here, whether everybody in your little Cuban neighborhood votes Republican and think they white and, you know, do everything that they need to do. According to the rest of America, you are still a spick. And, now, and not only that. has got lucky. Because he looked like uh, um, because Grandpa he's a white, Munster. Because Grandpa he's, he's, Munster. He's so he don't look Hispanic. 
Marco Cruz looks Hispanic, and right. Ted Cruz has gone. It's because see, Ted Cruz is from Texas, and there's a lot of people that look real, real white. That's got their last name is like Delgado or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, he 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 can do it because basically he look he looked white enough to pass. But wow. the other part, I, and and he got an evangelical crazy daddy that people are buying into. And mm-hmm. is his father the white one, or is it his mother that's uh, white? His mother is white. His father is from Cuba. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, hence the last name Cruz. Gotcha. But yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so that was that's that's what happened to Marco Rubio, is that outside of Miami, which of course he was going to win Miami, that's his hometown. That's where most Cubans settled, is in uh, Miami-Dade Miami. County. And in that right. side area so that would have been terrible if he had lost uh lost that and also i think the reason that uh donald trump didn't win uh ohio is because people republicans never have been able to predict ohio when obama won in 2012 it was the shock of mitt romney's romney's life because they did not predict properly how the vote was going to break in Ohio. So this is just a repeat of that. This it's not that they didn't predict, it's that they refused to accept. Well, yes. It was oh. very it is very, very clear what's going on and what and, and how the numbers are gonna fall. And this is what's wrong with the Republican Party. They're pandering to the base of crazies, and crazies don't read. Y'all think Negroes don't read, crazies don't read. You might have preached. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, the, the crazy racists get caught in this, but it's supposed to happen for me because I'm white. Loop. They get caught on the hamster wheel of their whiteness. And they don't see what I mean, I'm not sorry, on. bitch. I call you a bitch, but but that No. Right <laughs> there, Baby, listen, I, I have been a hag for years. Please that, call me a bitch. That right. statement right there, the handsome their whiteness mm. is the most incredible thing I right. have heard in a because, hot minute. Right. Because they're they're so focused that they're running on this, they're running these lies back to back and they're not paying attention. Right. I was watching Fox News um when um uh, our president Barry won in twenty twelve and <laughs> they were literally up until the minute Talking about well, I mean, he's not going to get these states. He's right. he's definitely Mitt Romney is the clear winner. I'm like every other news outlet, including the BBC, is, is projecting. <laughs> the big motherfucking C has said he won. It said he won until the last minute. Until Mitt Romney uh, uh, conceded. Conceded, yes. Those motherfuckers were literally like, oh, well, absolutely not. Like, he's got this in the bag. Like, what y'all talking about? What kind of crack? They were smoking synthetic crack. And and, and the same thing is actually happening with Donald Trump. And we saw it here in Chicago. People keep talking about his overwhelming lead. He was in a field split by 500 people. So he got 41% of the vote out and it's been chopped up 800 different ways. The Republicans themselves are sitting around trying to figure out how to take his delegates from him. That's see, a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And, but see, let's talk about that for a quick, hot minute. No more than two. <laughs> how, so what do we think is going to happen when the convention rolls around? Is it going to be contested? Yes. 
Yeah. It's yeah. tested, and it's going to be insane because people still believe. Because, like you said, people don't pay attention, and even people who are relatively well informed don't understand how people actually get elected, and they think that their vote uh, counts. And I'm not suggesting that it doesn't, but the, what really elects people is these delegates, and yeah. when people, if if Donald Trump doesn't get the nomination. All these people that were like, well, this motherfucker came in with the lead. I mean, just imagine on the other side. And this is why it's a little scary to me because I'm always um, in favor of what's white, of what's white, of what's white, of what's, of what's, of what's right. Not, is not necessarily always what's best for me. And even right. though I'm not a Republican, it's still actually very frightening that people are suggesting that the will of the people will not be recognized. Whether you agree with Donald Trump or not, this is how our process works. And to have people be like, oh, well, I don't give a fuck what the process is. We don't like this dude, so he's not going to win. Imagine if Bernie Sanders supporters said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jack the convention, and regardless of what's happening, we're going we're gonna to tell you we're having all these backdoor conversations with people and trying to get these people who are initially committed to Hillary to say they're going to do whatever. That's not fair. And I mean, this is why the Republicans will lose again. Well, yes. I mean, I'm fine this, with yes, it. I'm just yes. saying no, but I think it's fucked I'm, up. No, it's terribly fucked up. It's absolutely completely against and antithetical to everything that this country is supposed to be built on. Keyword that it's supposed to be. Supposed mm. to be. Yes. <laughs> supposedly. And, no, Supposedly. So, Supposedly. Supposedly. Wait, you gotta say it right. Supposedly, uh, supposed to be about. So you gotta say the whole thing. Oh, supposedly, gotcha, it's supposed gotcha. to be about. Uh, you a mess. <laughs> but okay, so watch this. So you know, we're talking about delegates and and how this works. In case you don't realize that every vote really does count in Reynolds County, Missouri, there were four hundred and fifty-eight votes cast. Okay, hear me clearly. Four fifty-eight. 230 of them went to Secretary Clinton. 228 of them went to Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. She won by two votes. Yep. Right. Every, I mean, it's that kind. I mean, it's that, in some places, it's that damn tight. And this is the thing. The votes, the popular vote and the delegates are supposed to mirror each other. They're supposed, what's supposed to. to. What's supposed to happen is... The people vote, and then the delegation meets and says, our constituents want this person, so we're putting this person up. Right. That's what's mm. supposed to happen. But now, okay, so I'm, I'm going to stay in Missouri for a quick minute, then we're going to pop off to the next, next uh, topic. So 620,000 Democrats voted in Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm doing this, I'm talking 690, 790, approximately 800,000 Republicans voted in Missouri. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Say that it's, one more time. Say that one more time. One more again. 610. Run that back. Run that back. <laughs> <laughs> 610,000 votes were cast for Democrats in the state of Missouri. Okay. Uh, almost 800,000 were cast for Republicans. Okay. Right. And with, and, and so if we talk about, you know, just sheer number, but if we talk about sheer numbers, uh, yes, 
800,000 were cast for, 800,000 Republican votes were cast, but Clinton whips Trump into popular vote. Well, no, no, she doesn't, I'm sorry. He had, he, he had 82,000 more votes than she did, but she right. had a higher percentage. Right. This is gonna be interesting, is all I'm saying. It is, but you know, people who, to me, who say that there's this enthusiasm gap on, listen, I try not to get too involved in whatever anybody is saying on either side because people, I mean, it sucks that um, the news media is not at all objective on either mm-hmm. side. And no. whoever people are invested in is clear, even on, you know, like, so like if you listen to MSNBC, it's pretty clear which of the newscasters are for Hillary and which are for, um, which are for Bernie. If you listen to Fox News, right. which I don't, but I have listened once or twice enough to know that it's clear who people are and the way that they spin a story is mm-hmm. based on that. So is there an enthusiasm gap? Yes, but that enthusiasm gap does not necessarily translate to, um, anything else it i think the enthusiasm gap has a lot more to do with the fact that people are actually very comfortable with who is currently president so people aren't concerned the general electorate isn't concerned the, on the democratic side is not concerned about uh um all of this i mean we're concerned and our facebook feeds are probably concerned because we collectively everyone mm-hmm. on this show tonight is a perhaps a little bit more politically involved but most people aren't involved and they aren't going to be involved until after the convention when it becomes when it becomes a clear choice between a democratic candidate and a republican candidate i mean and, frankly even yeah. when barack obama ran the first time i you know and i'm so sad to say this i didn't even vote in the primary election one because dc votes way back in the fucking cycle by that time it was over and but you know i just wasn't as invested in the process until after the convention when barack obama was the nominee but here's to your point um i don't think it's an enthusiasm gap i think it's a complacency gap okay i i think democrats are comfortable people talk oh i need bernie oh i need hillary but at the end of the day i think most of us who are who call ourselves democrats are comfortable with either one I would be yeah. fine with either one of them. So the rush to the polls was not was not on anybody's mind to get one or the other of them out. Right. I voted because I'm black and my ancestors died for the vote. So Come I had on to vote. <laughs> I had to like every election cycle, my spirit, that spirits come, they sit in my room on top of me and be like, you but, know, but you I have missed to vote that vote. So I felt terrible. I mean like I, I was so beside myself because it snuck up on me and I wasn't watching the news. And sometimes in DC, if you don't watch the news, it's funny you live in the nation's capital, but if you don't watch the news, you know, like three days later, be like, oh shit, there was a primary election. Because <laughs> exactly. I felt so terrible. It was like, it was like someone in my, I, I mean, I, just, you, I can't even describe that, to you how awful I felt. Oh yeah, the, the ancestor visited you in your sleep and made you feel bad about it. Honey. Like you had, you had dreams of Nat Turner that night. I know. I I'm sure did. Yeah, his that. ass stood off, he stood off my bed and was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you simple ass bastard. Okay. 
all you had to do was turn on the motherfucking TV to find out there was a damn election. Ooh, basic I hate bitch. when I get cussed out by Frederick Douglass. Oh, <laughs> right. Like, oh, Some journal truth came up and tripped me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the but, so, uh, hey, she shows up. But she I think I think the I think that's what you know. The media just spins everything so stupid to cause controversy. But I don't think there is a controversy. I think we're complacent because we, we are. are fine with either one of them. If Bernie wins the uh, the nomination, I'm voting. I'm I'm gonna feel the burn. Damn it. If it's Hillary, I'm down. Because I, I don't right. think either one of them would do the harm to the country that that orange motherfucker is going to do. And he's going to be the nominee. I believe no, he's it. not. No, he's not. You think they're going to pull it? You think, th- do you think the Republicans are going to pull it? I think they're going to do their best to make Paul Ryan their nominee. Hmm. He wasn't even a good presidential uh, vice presidential candidate. Let I didn't say this is the problem. They keep pulling up, they keep pulling bullshit out of their ass. The one thing that you know why people are so enthusiastic about um or they were enthusiastic about uh Marco Rubio and Donald Trump and Ted Cruz because they are so different from these hoes that they've run for the past 20 years. Look, mm-hmm. we got we got Bob Dole, then we got <laughs> Then we got uh, John McCain and then Mitt Romney. They, I mean, you know, so like it or not, there is a marked difference between all of the men I just named and Ted because, Cruz or Rubio. John, John McCain was an actual Muppet, though. We have to be mm. fair. We have to give credit. Where, that motherfucker was a Muppet. He looked and moved like a Muppet. And I enjoyed watching him like I like watching Beaker. I I love that. I love that campaign because I was watching him. I was like, "You move like Beaker. This is great." He was a prisoner of war, Carla. He and he was stuffed with cotton and moving on strings too. That's all of the. All of these things are true. So we do have one more thing that's happened in terms of politics uh, since our last show. Yesterday, on Wednesday, uh, President Obama nominated Merrick Garland to be the next Supreme Court Justice, replacing Anthony... uh, Antonin. Antonin. Antonin Scalia, the devil. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, he no child. He, no, he's one of the minions. He ain't that. He he was good, but he wasn't the devil. He was a minion. Okay, now, all right. So what what burn, he's Six burning in hell. Half a of another. He's burning in hell with the Reagans. Oh, child. Godspeed. Mm. <laughs> so, what makes um, mm. Merrick Gordon so interesting as the nominee for this for the seat is he is currently the uh, the lead justice in the DC. Circuit Court of uh, the DC Court of Appeals, and that is traditionally a stepping stone into the Supreme Court. He was, you know, he's been on the court almost twenty years. He is, if anybody, is a perfect centrist candidate mm-hmm. for the for the seat. And the fact that Republicans are saying we will not even accept a phone call from him. 
much less take an appointment, says everything we know about the politics and the divisiveness and the partisanship that's going on in the city right now. Go. He was appointed by William Rodham Clinton. I think in uh, Jefferson, Rodham is the wife. Okay. Right. He was appointed by William in. I'm like, who is William Rodham Clinton? I'm like, which Clinton is. Whatever, I'd have married. They the same person at this point. They they like got, they share a body. They got two heads. Don't y'all talk about um, my mom and my daddy like that. <laughs> but um, uh, he I think he was appointed in '93. Yes. Um, and he was appointed with um only 23, I think 70 something to 23 dissent. So he was overwhelmingly appointed. Right. To the court by a Republican um, no. House. No, no, wasn't it would have been... It was, wasn't his Democrat, it was the year he had his Democratic House. It was, a, it, that was the year before, if it was 93, there was still, a, it was still a Democratic Senate. The Republican takeover uh, revolution was in 94 under New Gingrich. So he, but he was, he was overwhelmingly appointed by people across the aisle. I think that's why Obama picked him. Oh, just can, to, can, can we to yeah. exploit to exploit their bullshit to the world? <laughs> and can we can we can we just admit that that the president is playing uh, grandmaster level chess while these fools are playing tiddlywinks? Of course, absolutely. They don't even understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's what because they can hold up this if they want to, but all it's doing is it's it it's kicking the decisions back down to the lower courts, and the lower courts are all controlled by liberals because Barack Obama has already stacked mm -hmm. most of the lower courts. Except for the Fifth Circuit. The Fifth Circuit is the only one that, Fifth and Eighth, I'm sorry, because Fifth is the South, Eighth is the mountains. Those are the two, but other than those two, (laughs) yeah, you have a point. So so they're, they're not furthering their cause by holding this up. You at should all. want the centrist that will maybe look at some of your conservative bullshit and give credence to it. Maybe. And he does. When it comes to um when it comes to uh crap criminal defendants, he mm-hmm. sides more with the prosecution than he does with the with with the um defense. So right. he is a prosecutor. he hell, he was the DC prosecutor. He prosecuted Timothy McVeigh. He prosecuted the Unabomber, and he prosecuted, of all people, Marion Barry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the Republicans, they, they just play the short game. <laughs> they well, don't play the short game. It's when so you sad. Say, when you say, when you're talking about playing chess, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Orrin Hatch was quoted as saying that saying, quote, Obama could easily name Merrick Garland, who was a fine man. Obama <laughs> said, really, bitch? Really, bitch? That's <laughs> what I'm nominating. <laughs> that, like you say, that was masterful. Mm. That was, that was, I was like, well, God damn. That. But you know, the, the gag, the gag is if, when, Hillary wins, then they're just like, you know, no, so here's what you do. You don't wait until after. You wait until it's like pretty clear that Hillary's going to win. Mm. Then you um 
Snatch the nomination. Snatch the nomination. Mm. And, and then, find the most liberal. Yes. Left wing. Yes. <laughs> well, no. At that point, you're already. You might as well wait. If you don't, if you if you snatch it in like October, you might as well wait until January then. And right. then Hillary will have because if Hillary when Hillary wins, she's going to bring in what I believe is going to be. She's not only going to win in a landslide, but a lot of vulnerable Republican seats are going to become Democratic. So the Senate yes. will almost certainly become um, a veto-proof majority, and the Maybe. House might even flip. Therefore, then she could nominate, hell, she could nominate fucking Bernie Sanders, although he's not a qualified jurist. Well, well you, could, know, you know what the, the gag, the running joke is? Would, it's going to be funny if she appointed President Obama. The court. Well, that's true. Which is, there is there is a precedent for it. Yes, it is. And he and, is oh, a constant. Do you realize people would literally <laughs> shit off themselves? I would, I would lay if the Barack street. Obama became a lifetime appointee at fifty-two years old. Y'all couldn't take yep. y'all. Y'all would have to peel me up off the concrete. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I would die laughing. I would <laughs> literally die laughing. Oh. But that's but that is it is precedent for it. It's very possible. And he is a constitutional law scholar. He's the most qualified president to be uh Supreme Court justice in the recent in recent history. Yes. Well, so yeah. that that's that that's what people are saying. Like, oh, they're gonna mess around and Hillary will because now since since Barack is uh campaigning in her campaign commercials, he's gonna stomp for her. She can give him that seat. The world ain't ready. Mm -mm. <laughs> I ain't ready. Mm. <laughs> Honey, oh. I just... I actually, I, if I were her, I wouldn't do that because... I mean, you know, you it's don't want to... I mean, you still got to live in the same country with these other people. And you don't want... I mean, <laughs> these people are crazy. And they believe in guns and all kinds of foolishness. And what you do not want to do is have people, like, literally like, well, fuck it. You know what? We might as well just start stabbing motherfuckers left and right. <laughs> we but, got nothing to lose. But, but the truth is they are clearly outnumbered. That's true. The, num the well, numbers... The numbers a small, major a small minority can still wreak havoc. They, they can mm. wreak a little havoc. Yeah. But, oh, you but know, I here's, one thing to say here's that, the though. thing. No revolution has ever been fought without violence. Right. And no 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 revolution has ever won without violence. All so I'm gonna say is all I'm gonna say is <laughs> they can try it if they want to. Something happened in Chicago. Oh, uh, you know. Last week. Oh, come on now. Mm. They got it done. Come on, come on now. You know, you know how I we do. You know how we do. You went to the west side and tried that shit? Really? Mm. Okay. All he right, ran, ran his punk ass out. He did. He did not show up, and then and lied then on the police department. You saw him. Right. At, you saw him at that uh, at that stop in Ohio. Somebody said "boo," and his ass jumped. <laughs> he screamed like a white lady in a cartoon. Okay. Tried, to, tried to blame that shit on the Chicago police. They were like, "Uh, no, no, no. We, we had we had no conversation with that girl. <laughs> she chose to run on her own." <laughs> And Rob was in enough trouble. He was like, don't put me in that. Exactly. He's like, I'm not in that. Well, Carl, before you go, I yes. thought, uh, I'm switching up the order a little bit. Um, let's talk about uh, the Carmichael show. Uh, uh, last week, you know, they had a show 
with you you know first of all that star that show star is one of my favorite people Loretta Devine so oh, I might my auntie my auntie <laughs> yes so I need to I need to probably give it a chance just like I need to give Blackest a chance not that I have anything against either of those but you know I I just can't get into so many shows but I'll have to give it a try anyway uh, last Sunday's episode featured a, a debate on Bill Cosby's talent as an actor and comedian amid his recent charges of aggravated assault so the title of the episode was Fallen Heroes in which the son named Gerard returns with four tickets to take Maxine, who I believe is the um, Loretta Devine character, and his parents to... Uh, uh, no, Maxine is his girlfriend, and his parents right. are David Allen Greer and Loretta Devine, to a Cosby Show performance. And then uh, Maxine says, the girlfriend says, the ironic part is you have to knock me unconscious to see him. And <laughs> argued that it might be the comedian's farewell tour and that they should go while they still had the chance. They debated back and forth on the um, the merit of his talents versus whatever. So um, they so Jared, who was you know the son, said that uh, Maxine, who was a self-proclaimed fan of both Michael Jackson and Woody Allen, was a hypocrite for disavowing Cosby, but not the late Grammy winner or acclaimed film director, each of whom has been accused of molesting children, but whose art continues to be celebrated. And then he said that talent trumps morals. And again, it's about the Cosby show, not necessarily about the comedian. As our guest commentator, Oh, Lord Jesus. What you got to say? I got a lot to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just mad I'm out of coffee. My Starbucks cup is empty. Uh, oh, Jesus. It's like a room with no doors, honey, when your Starbucks <laughs> cup is empty. Um, Any with a home. <laughs> so, one of the characters, because I don't watch the show, but um, I did go because I knew that this was a topic today. So, I went and I read the description. And I read, you know, Cause they tell all of it online. You can find a whole episode. You ain't gotta watch nothing. Right. Um, and then there was the one character, the I guess one of the brothers or another character said something like, uh, "I I didn't like him anyway because mm. of his because of his bullshit politics." Right. Yeah. The yeah the uh, the brother Bobby. Right. And so that's that's where I stand on it. First okay. of all, when did Bill Cosby, what has he done so heroic? This is this is what I, I, I that that he has been exalted to this point. He had a very successful television show. Many people have had very successful television shows. Come on, come on. When he had the opportunity to use his influence to change the direction of black culture. He stood in front of people and stood on a moral high soapbox about what it meant to be respectable. He stood mm. in the center of respectability politics. He Ooh. went on and on about what it meant to be a respectable, right-thinking Negro. Mm. So I find it, un I find the, the, the difference between the Michael Jacksons or the Woody Allens of, again, I don't support any of their behavior, but these people have never put themselves in the forefront Thank as you. 
uh, as respectable. And I don't use profanity. That's not respectable. And you pull your pants up. So he laid out for the world a way in which people were supposed to behave. And then we find out, and people keep saying it's an, these are alleged, uh, that this is all alleged. He did a deposition where he admitted under oath that he has drugged women. Yeah. So uh, these are not, these are not, well, so there are allegations from women that have not been substantiated. But the point is, he cheated on his wife multiple times with multiple different sex partners. And he used drugs to manipulate those sex partners multiple times. And he said it under oath. So he put himself in a position to be stripped. Of his That's moral authority. Of, of, because of his, his respectability politics. Mm. He made this bed for himself. I don't feel like as a person of color that it is my responsibility to support someone who did not support the community and was basically a liar. That's true. Mm. All right. Well, all right. Well, right. I will say that, you know, I remember as a kid growing up in the 70s, John Sebastian and I are of an age. I don't know how old you are, Carla. I'm going to assume that whatever it is, it's younger and prettier than us. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will tell you because March 18th is my birthday, I will be 43. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're of an age. So because mm-hmm. I will be uh, 45 um, a week from tomorrow. Yes, yes. Growing up, I used to love good times, and my mother's family in particular, who are all college-educated Negroes, hated good times because they didn't appreciate the depiction. I mean, they could appreciate the struggle and whatever, but they didn't like the depiction of black people in shows like that, and um, even in the Jeffersons. Yes. Or at least some of the characters were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we turn around and we get to the 80s and the Cosby show, even though I didn't see myself in any of the characters on Good Time, so I didn't like take it personally the way maybe my parents did because they were of an age where those people were their contemporaries. But the Cosby show was the first time that I saw teenagers who were in the same circumstance that I was. Two yeah. college-educated parents living of... I mean, they, they were clearly much more successful than my parents, a stay-at-home mother and a rail mechanic. But they, my parents were both college-educated, both went to uh, a historically black college, and me and my sister were both educated kids. We weren't hood. We didn't do drugs. Ain't no, wasn't nobody getting pregnant. Hell, I didn't. I wasn't even fucking anybody at that point. Um, you know, so I do no. appreciate that Bill Cosby <laughs> gave me those role models. And I, I know that as someone who graduated from high school in 1989 and went to Florida A&M University, I can tell you that at least 75% of the people that were in at FAMU between 1988 and uh, whatever the, um, a different world went off the air were there 
because, I mean, some of them were legacy, but a lot of people were there because of the positive depiction of HBCU life that was shown on the Cosby show on a different world. So I respect that. So I do believe, you know, you can separate the art. Now, I agree with all the other things you were saying about all the other bullshit, but I do believe he is worthy of some respect. And it's just interesting to me that some people can't separate the art and the artist when it comes to Bill Cosby. But like you said, like the article said, I mean, you know, didn't none of y'all motherfuckers turn in your um your Michael Jackson tickets? And how many of you motherfuckers still listen to R. Kelly right now? Yeah. You know. Um and I am going to close on this note. <laughs> Rose will step in the name of love. Come on, girl. Forever. Forever. <laughs> you can't stop him. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for letting us have you. It was our dad. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you for being Thank here, sweets. Thanks, right, love. Love y'all. Bye bye. Before we leave this topic, Carl, I would love to hear what you think about uh, Bill Cosby and this episode and, you know, the ability to separate talent from uh, morals. Well, I mean, I think Carla hit, hit the nail on the head, as they say. He, I feel bad because he did do this to himself. He set himself up to be this image of moral authority. And now um, his closet, as, as you could say, has been opened and all the skeletons and everything else that's that was in his closet is coming out. Honey, that but, one is skeleton. That was a whole body. It, right. That was a graveyard. Uh, in, in fact, if it wasn't a body, it was a drug bitch in the closet. Like, thank you for letting me out. Mm. Right. <laughs> yes. And he, it's bad. It's I. I do believe that the power of what his shows, his shows did. Um, we can't take away from that, and that. That does bother me some. Um, it bothers me that his shows are uh, taken off the air where you've got Seventh Heaven, the guy from Seventh Heaven who did what he did and his show is still, Seventh Heaven is still playing on cable. So for me, I do question why is his show still playing and no one's protesting his show still being on the air when he was found and admitted to being a pedophile pretty much and a sex offender. Um, but his show is still on because Seventh Heaven represents a nice white family that's wholesome and all this stuff and gives all these great moral values to it. Where for me, the Cosby show and a different word, I agree with you, Dominion. I remember, I actually remember when I was looking for colleges to apply to, I asked my college advisor in high school, I want to go to the college that's on a different world. Thought it was a real college. And mm -hmm. Even my college advisor, she didn't know if it was real. She thought, well, maybe it is. So she did research, and that's when she found out. Well, actually, it doesn't exist. So, I mean, that was, but that was my reality growing up. I watched that show, and that inspired me. I want to go to a college like that. I want to have those type of experiences. I want to have those different things happen in a college dorm and meet people like that, and meet in the student union and all these things. It did affect and shape my views of college life. So as a black male and other African-Americans as a whole, I don't think we sh we should not allow them to discount that show because of one man's um, problems and, and, and his issues. You know, 
how can we let them take away what the show itself represented? So I think there is a real problem with that, and I do believe it has to do with color. Because again, I will contest, why is Seventh Heaven still on the air? Why is that well, show still playing when the when the, the when the main actor admitted to what he did? They're not. Oh. They're, no one's pulling back from the the show, you know. Um, but I don't see the Cosby Show anywhere playing anywhere anymore. I don't see a different world playing anywhere. And he's not even on a different world, but just because he's attached to it, world from being in rotation. So, Carl, my follow-up question to that is: Then why hasn't BET or Centric? BET and Centric are well. I can understand why BET doesn't. Centric is a black-owned network, mm. and it was on Centric, and they pulled it. So, well, Centric, I think, may be black-owned, but it still has ties to white ownership because it's a branch off of BET, and BET is owned by Viacom. So, right. even though Centric can claim black owners, you ain't you ain't truly black-owned. You just the house nigga that they let you gave you a little something. And made you feel like you were doing something. Come through, That's Carl. The Come through. But at the end of the mm. day, the master is still in control. And you will still do as the master says do. And Viacom <laughs> is still the master. Okay. And that's why they pulled it. So, Carl, you have a great point that uh, Centric is owned by BET, which is owned by Viacom. So you are absolutely right. We cannot tear down the master's house using the master's tools. Correct. Correct. I agree. Mm. Well, I feel like we beat that one to death. So, <laughs> another speaking of people that need to be beat to death, Legionnaire, mm. let's hit uh, Ben Carson real quick. And I buy uh, him. I'm budging. Yes. <laughs> oh, on Gawker.com, it's been reported that Ben Carson wanted to endorse someone else. However, Donald Trump promised him a position in his cabinet. On Monday, former presidential candidate and current Donald Trump cheerleader Dr. Ben Carlson admitted to a conservative reporter what had been obvious from the start. He was persuaded to support Donald Trump because Trump promised him a role in his administration. In fact, Carlson said in the interview with Newsmax Steve Maltzberg that tended to back someone else. I didn't see a path for Kasich's who I like, or for Rubio, who I like. As far as Cruz is concerned, I don't think he's going to be able to draw independents and Democrats unless he has some kind of miraculous change, Carlson explained. Is there another scenario that I would have preferred? Yes, but that scenario isn't available. Okay, with one of the other candidates you mean, Malzberg, Malzberg asked, yes, Carlson said. But all that changed, Carlson says, when Trump made him an offer, he decided not to refuse. He does love America and he does want to be successful and he will surround himself with very good people, Carlson said. And will one of them be Dr. Ben Carlson, asked Malzberg. I will be doing things as well, yes, certainly in an advisory capacity. That's been determined. When you sat down with him, that was discussed. Yes, Carlson said. We haven't hammered out all the details, but it is very important that we work together to save this country. Again, I'm not going to reveal any details about it right now because all of this is still very liquid. And illegal. Yes. Great quid pro quo is quite illegal. Right. As Think Progress points out, it is illegal for a candidate to promise the appointment of any person to any public or private position of, or employment for the purpose of procuring support in his candidacy. Just speculation, but we're guessing that Attorney General is already off the table. Not that he ever could be anyway. Right. right. You know what the funny part about it is? Up until 
like a year ago, if you would say, you know who would make a good uh, Surgeon General? Ben Carson. I'd be like, that is a great idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd be like, that motherfucker isn't a... Oh, I don't even. I wouldn't even want to like play doctor with his ass. No. Oh hell no. Not at all. Oof. Right. You know he 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 looked like he would give you worms. (laughs) I don't even. I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) Not even sure what that means. <laughs> I've done the research and I've discovered that I can't. I can't. I can't. I I I looked into it. I can't. Oh, I don't know where that. Came. Yes, I do. That was my mama talking through me. I'm sorry. Completely. Like, yeah, that was my mama, y'all. He do look like he would give you worms, though. Mm. Oh, just nasty. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, unfortunately, uh, Dr. Ben is still stupid. So, there we go. Yeah, Unc- uh, Uncle Ben is not as smart as the rice's name is on. Mm, and there's that. Oh. Oh, that was. I tickled myself. <laughs> well, all right then. So, uh. Last story. Bast and Amber. Mm-hmm. Bast and Amber. <laughs> What's the question why Beyonce doesn't get the same criticism as she and Kim Kardashian, Carl? Tell us Mom, about that. Real short, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know. It, these these stars just need to just leave Beyonce, leave Beyonce out your mouth. Um, mm. My it, first thing is... You don't when you fuck with Beyonce. Exactly. If you're, if you're a manager of, a, of anybody... The number one rule you need to teach these people is do not say anything negative or bad or they could be persuaded as bad against Beyonce. She has a marketing and a branding team that is unlike we've seen in a long time in in any part type of industry uh, where you will be destroyed on social media. Um, And Amber Rose made a comment basically about how she gets ridiculed. Kim Kardashian gets ridiculed about their past endeavors you know amber rose was a stripper kim kardashian um did a sex tape now one thing i did not like about this is that amber rose tried to say claimed that her and kim kardashian were uh sex workers is what i think the term she used first of all kim kardashian was not a sex worker the bitch did a homemade fuck video that does not classify her as a sex worker you by the other hand probably were a sex worker because you actually were getting paid on a regular to perform in the private rooms and give the private dances and whatever else you did in the as i call in the champagne room with those private donors who knows what you did you were probably a a sex worker but don't try to include that's i don't like ambrose she tries to include people to make herself some type of relevant she really is not that relevant um in by any means um she was a stripper who's fucked a bunch of rappers and that's about her claim to fame. She has no other talent than that, honestly. Um, but she tried to include also Beyonce in it, and it went all the way wrong, what she was <laughs> trying to get across. And the beehive, the swarm, She all she did was, t- it was like taking a stick to a, 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 a bee's nest. And she popped that bee's nest one time, and she realized real quick, oh, fuck, I've been fucked up now. Because the beehive immediately went to her Twitter, 
And their signature mark now is when you go against Beyonce, they will go to whatever social media you're on and they will bombard your social media with nothing but a bunch of emojis of bees to let you know <laughs> that you or whoever you are, you fucked up. Um, and there were some comments about her, but a lot of it was just the bees letting her know. And then she tried to recount and say, oh, I'm part of the beehive. You guys need to calm down. I wasn't saying anything bad. I was just trying to make an show an example of why is there two different, um, basically, why do people talk bad about us? But then Beyonce gets on stage and dresses half naked. There's a big difference between taking care of people in the champagne room and getting on a microphone and dancing in a scadly clad outfit. There's a real big difference in that. So, um, lessons learned, just don't fuck with Beyonce, really, is what this is about. And Amber Rose is irrelevant. I don't know what else to say about her. <laughs> well, I mean, my whole thing around it is the bitch answered her own question. We right. don't have the talent that Beyonce has. There right. is. But you answered your own question. So, what? Right. <laughs> if you were on stage, walking around, you know, dancing and singing, and, you know, you were using that, you know, that is acceptable. If you just go do a sex tape and then try to act funky, you know, you want people to be in your life when it's convenient and financially profitable to you, but then stay out. Otherwise, that's not going to work. And then when you only say shit for the sake of being provocative, that's not really going to work. When you don't have any talent, you don't bring anything else to the table. Exactly. Right. Exactly. When you don't bring it, when you don't make the conscious choice to bring to do something positive with your celebrity, yes, I think the I think the whole slut walk thing has its place. But when you don't take when but when you don't channel that energy into other socially what would be quote unquote socially acceptable pursuits, then yes, that's all that's that's all you're going to get. So you're not going to get the same kind of acclaim or the same kind of worship that Beyonce does because Beyonce doesn't have to doesn't have to sink to those levels in order to try to find ways to uplift women. So, yeah, sorry, girl, if if you don't have that talent to fall back on so that people can think positively about you, then, yeah, the criticism is going to come and the criticism is going to stay until you decide, until you make the conscious choice to do something positive with your life and with your celebrity. Liberty. That's it. There it is. And, it's, and, and the same thing with the same thing with Kim Kardashian. She is always going to have those people who hate on her until she decides to stop being a media whore. She is. She's a media whore. She craves that attention. She does shit to get attention. That's all. That's the only reason she does it. She doesn't do anything to be to, to do to positively contribute to the society that she exists in. She doesn't. She does things. She does things to bring attention to herself. She's a narcissist who married another narcissist. That's her claim to fame. That's it. Carl, do you have? I mean, Legionnaire, do you have strong feelings about this? I can't yeah, tell. I do. I just. I mean, you know, because the thing is, because the thing is, I don't. I don't hate Amber Rose, but I hate that she tries to. She tries to hold herself up against other women. When bitch, you should try to better yourself. That way, you don't have to stand around and try to compare yourself to how they treat other women. Because I, I agree with a lot of stuff that she says. I agree with her stance on slut shaming. I really do. But girl, you can't. You can't turn around and then play the victim. You know when. When, when, and make it all about you, you know, at the same, when you're trying to use the same voice to try to uplift other women, then take yourself out of the equation and be about the business of uplifting up other women and don't give a fuck what people say about you. Because if that's mm. your mission, then what they think about you shouldn't mean, doesn't mean shit. 
Because what you're about is saying, hey, slut shaming is, is fucked up. The way women are treated are fucked up. The way women are talked about is fucked up. But then be about the business of, of putting that message out. And what they say about you shouldn't matter because it's about your message, not about you. All right. Okay. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I, I, you know, I just think that I think she's wasting her celebrity, and I think that's what makes me angry. Right. I mean, she she has she has placed herself in a position where she could really do a lot of good with her celebrity, and she's not because she's just being so self-absorbed about it all. Right. Yep. But Very you true. know, that's what happens when. I mean, that's just that's kind of what they're letting her get away with. Yeah, I mean, because even in her past as a stripper, yes, okay, so what? Yep, you know what? I was strip teasing because that's how I had to make my money, honey. You're not the first woman that had that has had to do that and has chosen and found a way to rise above her circumstance. And you won't be the last. Hello, exactly. But if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna be about it, be about it and be honest about it. Exactly. So yeah, oh, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Even though I don't, I don't have a clue as to who the hell this Amber Rose chick is. Mm. She, she, she <laughs> right. I, and that's the other thing. It's like, girl, who are you really? Right. I mean, I and it's, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, of course. Well, actually, I'm not. no. But 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 you're right. I mean, other other than being famous for being attached to other famous people, who are you? Right. And that's I think I guess that's the point. I'm, I'm like, you know. <laughs> If not for that, who who are do you have an identity of your own right. outside of who you're sleeping with? Right. I don't know her either. <laughs> well, that was an excellent hot topic section. I had a good time. Did you all? Yes, 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 yes definitely. You know, before we go any further, we want to thank Hag Extraordinaire Carla Stillwell, that's Miss Stillwell, if you're nasty, for her insightful comments. Uh, That line, let me see, I wrote it down because it was so fabulous. The hamster wheel of their whiteness was epic, and I'm sure it's going to be on a t-shirt soon. Honey! Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mother said that thing. Hallelujah. So, next up, kids, it's time for our rapid fire hot tea speed round this in this time you know we're gonna do it a little different than we've done in the past where we've sort of talked at length about stories now we're just gonna hit the highlights and what we're thinking about it off the top of our head so is everyone ready to go yep yes all right kids you can start the clock in three two one so first up Caught on a hot mic, Clinton speculates about Chris Christie's support for Trump. Basically, uh, Hillary Clinton was chatting with, uh, what's this fool's name? Chris uh, Matthews. Uh, Chris Matthews about Donald Trump. And she, he said, I don't know why he's doing it. Maybe he had some debts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, John Sebastian, you start. I th- First of all, I think that Secretary Clinton, in a rare moment of candor, just spoke her mind. Um, And I think that she is also chiding the media about the amount of press that uh, that, that they're giving Donald Trump, which I think is completely, completely uh, unnecessary. And and if if I'm honest about it, immoral. Mm. I'm done. All right. Legionnaire. Um, I, I... 
it gave me quite the chuckle and and my first thought is is the the shade is real <laughs> right the shade is real the shade is the, the shade shade is real, real. Darling. Carl, I think it's what she needs. She mm-hmm. needs more off the mic comments like this. She needs to, somebody in her camp needs to pay somebody to just catch her making some comments off the mic to make her a little bit more real. She's too robotic. She's too uptight. And that's her downfall. So this was the first time we we're like, all right, the bitch said what we, she, you're right. She was keeping it real. So I, I loved it. I'm glad. I hope they they get more off the cuff, you know, hot mic you know, stuff from her to show that maybe she is not so robotic as she gives off. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm not moved by emotion in politics like somebody else. Everyone else is. I don't necessarily need my presidential candidate to be, you know, hopping all over the place. I like a president that, you know, is fucking disciplined. And don't say shit off the cuff. I mean, you're the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. For the next four years, hopefully eight, this bitch don't get to say shit off the cuff. So she might as well start practicing now. Mm. That's because we've grown up in this entertainment age where everyone needs to be fucking entertained. Sometimes it's not about entertainment. Grow up, America. Okay, Sean McLaughlin. (laughs) <laughs> you know what that's what we did last week uh, I said we're going to have a McLaughlin style debate and everybody else looked at me like who the fuck is John McLaughlin now, I knew that you would know you know I I know Mr. McLaughlin actually or knew him I should say is he dead I haven't seen him in a while so I'm, I'm thinking he's still alive but I think it's about 114 yeah he just one year he just one year younger than Tina Turner She's the best. <laughs> Simply the Simply best. Simply the best. <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of the best, next story. So, Love B. Scott reports that Sony buys Michael Jackson's stake in the music catalog for $750 million. If you recall, a couple of years ago, Michael Jackson had purchased the ATV portion of the Sony music catalog. Well, it was more than a couple of years ago. It was in 1985. He bought the ATV portion of the catalog for $41.5 million, and then he later merged it with Sony. It remained the most lucrative asset at the time of his death in June 2009 at age 50, though by that point, Jackson was hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. The deal is worth $750 million, and using that, he has been able to erase all of that. This estate has been able to erase all of that debt. I will say that this... Um, deal does not include rights to Jackson's master recordings or songs that he wrote and the state, the singer's estate will continue to have a stake in EMI publishing. Legionnaire, you're up first. Um, you know, I it, it sounds like it was very smart investment planning on Michael's part. Uh, Lord knows that uh, you know, these chilling those chilling are never gonna need for nothing Mm-mm. by the time this is all done <laughs> they could just they could just lay around for the rest of their lives and probably Honey, they couldn't snort that away in a lifetime no not at all really? not at all Child, at, this, at this rate their children's children won't ever have to work 
I know, right? Uh, Carl, what do you think? I think it was a smart, from a business standpoint, it was smart. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago when he bought it, bought it, he probably, uh, that's what he was thinking. I have this always in my back pocket. No matter what, I'll never be. I could always sell it. The fact that they didn't let them buy the rights to his work, which those alone are gonna are worth millions of dollars themselves. You know, his, his actual catalog. So they still own the rights to his catalog. They just basically yes. gave them everything else. So at some point, at some point, one of his children could sell his catalog to somebody if, if they wanted to. But it's interesting that the conspiracy theorists out there that feel there's an Illuminati and conspiracy. I already saw on Twitter and everywhere people talking about, well, that's why Sony tried to, they plot to kill him because yeah. they, that's what he was talking about his songs, how they were out to get him. And now they got what they wanted. They killed him and they got mm-hmm. his, you know, whatever. But <laughs> if anything more, that just helps the whole legend of Michael Jackson move on these conspiracy people that are now saying this is a proof that there was a plot to kill Michael for, right. his, for his catalog. Girl, so. if there was a plot, <laughs> people are dumb. People are so dumb. People are so dumb. What plot? What plot? <laughs> results in the enemy of the people that you're plotting against getting three quarters of a billion dollars. Right, exactly. Ooh. Oh, Lord. What kind of a plot is that? Yeah, I'm plotting to make you um, make your heirs pretty much billionaires, although the money was used to erase debt, but that's really neither here nor there. That's It's not a plot. And he's owned this catalog. He died in 2000, what was it, 2009. 2009. He, had, he bought the catalog in 1985. If they was going to kill him, they'd have killed him long time ago when he set his head on fire. They, not, they wouldn't have waited 25 years to get at it. People are dumb. It's just dumb. Dominion. Yes. Darling, I've done the research and I found that I cannot. I can't. I really can't. I Googled it. I literally Googled it. And I can't. I can't. John Sebastian, John Sebastian. Into it. And I can't. And I can't. Did you have any other thoughts on this, uh, John, uh, John Sebastian? I just believe sometimes that people are so dumb that they're just dumb for the sake of being dumb. And uh, having child, I'm done. I'm just I, I can't. I'm done. I'm finished. It's a wrap. Thank you for that, Carl, because that just reaffirms my belief in the stupidity of the internet. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, Love B. Scott again reports that Cat Williams says he's being targeted by law enforcement because he's black. Mm. Really? So y'all know, in the past couple of weeks, uh, Cat Williams has been arrested for uh, punching somebody out at a pool uh, rental store in Gainesville, and he did some other shit in South Florida, then he did some shit in Vegas, and he did some other shit someplace else, but yet it's the police's fault. Because he's black, you know, they're targeting him because he's black. Carl, what do you think about that? I think they're targeting him because he's goddamn stupid. Mm. This, oh, and if, Lord help us, we're on the news station. We done. Child, we on iTunes. Up. We fancy, bitch. In we fact, on iTunes. I got to watch what I say because. Let me I just pause. Let me just pause for a moment and say that you can download tonight's episode through iTunes <laughs> if you just search for reality and subscribe. You can also download the entire reality library via poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Because so this fool... You were saying... I, 
he Cap Williams. <laughs> it ain't got nothing. Cap Williams. I want the police to take him and just lock him up somewhere and get his ass off the streets, period. Because if nothing more, you are embarrassing us. You are just doing stupid stuff. And and stupid is not just stupid shit he's doing. Don't make no sense. You got that money. You had he had so much potential. And he has totally he's done more than just washed his potential away of being any type of anything. He's just demolished it as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it, it's sad. It's really sad. It's like seeing that crackhead cousin you got they just mm. thinks they're okay no you ain't okay the one that was in college the one that was in college and at the top of his class one right. semester and you see him at the end of the next semester and you be like what the fuck happened to you exactly exactly but they think there's nothing wrong with them he thinks he's okay no nigga you, you but you know what i mean you are not okay <laughs> he is not okay so i hope they do lock him up and don't let him out because the black folks don't want him out Keep him off our streets. Exactly. Legionnaire, thoughts? You know, Cat Williams is becoming, is quickly becoming the black Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Mm. That's, <laughs> where he, that's where he's headed. I mean, come on, Cat. They're not targeting you because you're black. They're targeting you because you can't stop acting a fool. Sit down, honey. Sit down. Put the put the drugs away. Get focused on getting yourself together, and 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 get refocused and get rechanneled on on channeling your talent. You're a talented man, and you're wasting it. You're wasting yes. it by being a fool. You're caught up in your money and your celebrity, and you're wasting your talent. Chill. Any snoots, John Sebastian? What you want to add? Well, first of all, I'm last. I'm gonna laugh at Carl one more time because Carl, you did call him Scat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> well, he is full of shit. Um, okay. The part of that is, you know, he is talented, and he, you know, to a certain portion of the community. Um, but targeting them because he's black, no, they're targeting you because you're an ass. Stupid, like Carl said. I'm good. Honey, I don't know that there's anything else that I can add. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so lastly, there is an allegedly completely true story that was on the DList.com by way of the Daily Mail that says that James Dean was allegedly Marlon Brando's S&M sex slave. Well, first of all, if you've ever seen y'all, when when people see Marlon Brando, they think of Godfather. I chose to Google Marlon Brando in the 50s, and you will find out that you know what? You can. Exactly. And I would. And and you would. Baby, baby, go back and. If 1950s James Dean was standing in front of you right now, you would. Exactly. So, Marlon Brando on the waterfront? Ooh. Yes, let's start there. And James Dean died before he get old and ugly, so you know he always is gonna look like that. So imagine these two fine hunks of men's was <laughs> this masculine S and M relationship, and apparently uh, James Dean was the submissive bottom to uh, Brando's top, Brando's uh, dom top, which I love. That just makes me super excited. You know, sometimes I love the idea of the bigger person being the submissive bottom, but something about um, something about James Dean just does not give me top at all. So, mm. 
And the picture that goes with this is everything. <laughs> right. He, yeah. does he, it no, looks like it does, he has on the on his back. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. No, it does, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so, and then composer Alec Wilder, who was one of James Jimmy Dean's friends, is quoted as saying, "They were definitely a, a couple." Of course, the word sexual fidelity would be unknown in their vocabularies. Jimmy, Jimmy, and I used to talk for hours. Um, he kept me abreast of the affair. I really believe that Jimmy fell in love with Brando that year. This is the year that they were f- uh, filming East of Eden. East of Eden. Uh, but for as for Brando, I don't think he ever loved Jimmy. I met Brando only three times, and each time he was with Jimmy. In my opinion, Brando was in love with Brando. And this book, uh, the book is called, um, there's an unauthorized biography called James Dean Tomorrow Never Comes and in this book the it says that James Dean had a threesome with of all people Walt Disney and My Fair Lady director George Cooker mm. oh god so I, I don't know what George Cooker looks like but I'm assuming I, well, we know what J, uh, Walt Disney thinks uh, looks like while I google a picture of George Cooker um, you guys say what you think a legionnaire you're up first I would just have, you know, if if it's true, then it's hot. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that 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 those are pictures and things I would love to see unearthed. Yes. Oh, I'm um, that. Because because Brando was notorious for being the sexually fluid. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I'm looking at pictures of George Cooker. No, no. <laughs> it's not even, yeah, it's not anything for your white ass. But I will say that it feeds into you know if what this S and M relationship is is accurate, it feeds into you know Jimmy Dean needing to be this submissive bottom, and he needed strong men to take care of him, st- strong older men, because although. He was only nine. He was nineteen, um, and but um, Marlon Brando was twenty-five at the time. And this article also says something about Jimmy Dean liked older men. Mm. So okay, so now just so he that we're clear. the first man in Hollywood who did what some director said to get a part. Listen, it ain't only women on that casting couch. Let's keep it clear. Right. Well, I'm going to put it out there. I would have done, you know, I would have done George Kukor. I would have done him and not blinked. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Trayvon, can Uh. you go get some seltzer water, please? (laughs) And put some bromide in it. Put some rat poison in it. And some gin. (laughs) Mm. I'm sorry. You were saying, uh, John Sebastian? Back in back back in his heyday, back in the four, in the thirties and forties, when he was fine, because he I mean he was a good looking man. I ain't gonna lie, he was a good looking man. George Cukor back in the forties. You and I will never fight over a man. <laughs> I know. That's why my I got my husband. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's what—that's the best kind of ride or die to have. One that you ain't never gonna fight over a man with, because y'all like two completely different types of people, and you can respect that. You don't 
So, and I think your husband is a very attractive man, but you ain't, I, I'll just leave it there. But in, in general, you ain't never got to worry about me being like, I'll kill you for, I will go, I will not fight you over George Cooker. I might fight you over Marlon Brando. I'm not gonna fight you over Marlon Brando. We'll, we'll share him. I ain't gonna fight you over, no. We might share him, but I ain't gonna fight you over him. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, you know, you could have him Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and I get him Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, and we alternate on Sundays. Right. That's it. That's how you work it. But no, I exactly. I just, I mean, he, you know, for me, like I said, you know, back in his heyday, you know, and it's amazing what money will do. Money will make a man attractive. I ain't gonna lie. That's true. Very true. Money will make a man. Because Flavor Flav got like 12 children. Lord, Flavor Flav's horrible. He don't even have that much money. It was like 5,000 people in Public Enemy. So he, he couldn't have made that much money. Right. See, the George Cukor of 1946, yeah, I, yeah he'd have been, I, I'd have been, I'd have been his bitch. I ain't gonna lie. I would have. I, I would have been like, mm-hmm. what you want, Daddy? But I also would have been, but I also would have been wealthy, so I would have made that work. Very, very true. I and you could have for tears on all the money you made, so you'd been all right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Carl, Carl Anthony, any thoughts on James Dean and Marlon Brando's alleged SM trysts? I think if it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a bit of, um, what's the word? Attracted to either one, honestly. So I don't know if I really want to see those pictures, but I would still like for it to come out if it was true, because then it would just make some people mad. I know it makes some some people from my mom and dad's era really kind of get really uncomfortable about some things. Um, so from from that standpoint alone is what I would love to see the pictures for. Um, but in way of turning on turning me on I'm not really gonna probably happen but yeah <laughs> not so alrighty then <laughs> Legionnaire <laughs> any thoughts no like I said I would that would be those would be some pictures that I would love to see surface somewhere hallelujah mm-hmm. well alright kids that was the speed round that was fun yeah it was well, all right, kids. Up next, we have a treat. It's the one, the only, the world famous adult performer, Joe Vani. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and uh, come and be with us. As you know, we are all about shameless promotion of the things that we are doing in our life, and we here tell you've got uh, some exciting things to talk to us about. And uh, this is going to be um, a Baba Wawa, aka Carl Anthony <laughs> exclusive. So take it away, Baba Carl. Wawa. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've never called that before, but I'll take that. But Jamani, we want we do want to thank you for being on reality. Um, I think you've been here uh, once before, and, and I mean, you've been on our station before. And I, the introduction, the, the name says itself. You've branded yourself in a way where. Um, within the community, people know the name, they know the brand Giovanni. Um, but my one, qu- my first question to you, um, 
has been, you've been given the title of the People's Prince. Can you kind of give your viewers and, and even give us, the, the co-hosts, a little bit of where that came from, who where that title came from? Because it's, it's, it's picked up a lot on social media. I see it a lot. And, and that's what people refer you to as the People's Prince. And kind of give us a little bit of history on that. Uh, I actually stole it, well, borrowed it from James Baldwin, which was, it, the full quote was, our ancestors um, already wore the crown. Uh, no, our ancestors already wore the crown. We just have to, hold on, how did it go? Our ancestors wore the crowns. We just have to, no, our ancestors, I forgot how exactly it go, but it came from uh, uh, um, James Baldwin. Um, the phrase. And it's just something that you picked up on and um, people have seemed to respond to it well. And I, I've noticed on your website, you also have what's called the Royal Lo- the royal Loyal. What What is that, the Royal Loyal? Uh, this is um, specifically based on my followers. Like, my loyal followers have been there from since I was legit when I started when I was at 18, when I was 18 to where I'm at now. Cool. That's awesome. And so to your royal world, who I'm sure are going to be who are tuning in and listening to this, what are some of the the newest things you have coming out? Because you're you're a pretty active businessman. I know that for sure within the industry and and my working in the industry. Um, One thing about you is you're all about business. So what are some of the new things you have coming out um, for the royal loyal? I'm sorry, say it again. What are some of the, the newest things you have coming out for your Royal Loyal? Some of the new business endeavors or, or things you have for your fans that, that they can expect to come from you um, here soon? Uh, actually, um, yeah, I got a few things in the works. Um, the first thing that's going to be popping out is my swimwear line. Um, the actual launch is going to be in Black Female Oasis. And, you know, we're going to be doing the actual launch there. But hopefully the online store will be up um, by April 1st. So if you want to get some pre-order sales in before then and see, you know, what everything is looking like, you know, go give it a look. And um, I'm also going to be doing the fragrance slash body wash, too. Hmm. Any any yeah. any insight or exclusive about what that's going to smell like? Because, I mean, that... I mean, our... our we were talking our, as our <laughs> co-host would say we there's a lot of ways that could go like what is that actually gonna smell is it gonna smell like you is it gonna what is that scent gonna be Did we get to- <laughs> i mean it's a um it's a what combination of, of like? <laughs> right, it's a combination of scents that i do wear and you know i kind of throw them all together until like um the right mixture came about but it's something that you were where i would say in the daytime something light and you know um it's light and a little citrusy i guess okay not okay. musky he said not so, musky so giovanni not- john sebastian here i have a question so your swims your, your swimsuit line uh now yeah. i am a man of a certain size uh, are there gonna be are there gonna be uh, cuts that can fit my big ass, or am I gonna have to be jealous looking at all these little skinny boys wearing what is probably going to uh, be the hottest swimwear of the season? Yeah, no, no, no. Deep by Giovanni is custom swimwear, so that means we, you know, appeal to all sizes and you know um, 
all sizes and curves and all that good things, but it's custom to your to your measurement, so it fits you exactly how you want it to fit in all the right places. Awesome. See, I like how I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. it's all the curves and all the right places, <laughs> how you want it to fit. Yeah. <laughs> honey, I got dips and mm-hmm. honey, I got dips and bumps. We good to go. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Does it come with? I a even offer a masculine one piece. For some people who's not confident with just wearing, you know what I mean. But yet again, when the website comes up, you will see everything. I'm offering a, um, starting out with 18 different looks. So yeah, I have a nice variety, I think, for people to choose from. It'll touch for, you know, the more feminine guy to the more masculine to the more metro. I wanted to make sure I touched everybody. And then I made sure I threw in um, a couple of the island flags in there. And those people will recognize the colors when they see them. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, um, Giovanni, this is Legionnaire. Just had a quick question. Um, was this something that you've always had a, as part of your 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 um, your pro- your projectory and your path? Um, you know, ca- of course, you've uh, major staked your claim in the world of adult entertainment. But was this something that you've always saw yourself transitioning to? Uh, you know, the business world um, as well. Well, yeah, the business world, I've always, I always think of myself like a businessman. And this isn't my first business. This is actually my second business venture, but it's mm-hmm. tied into with the adult industry. But um, I can't say that I've seen this per se. I just was sitting back and, you know, keeping the scenery as I do. And I didn't really see anybody going this angle. So I was like, shit, why not? I know it's a market there, so yeah, that's that's for sure. That is for sure. And I mean, there's a lot more to come from 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 me. I just this was um, I felt the moment and the time for this project, particularly and the fragrance and the body wash. Those two, if this was the time, you know, with the summertime being here and everything, and all of the prize coming around, it only makes sense. But my next project, um. I think it's going to be a little more talked about. It's going to appeal more to the, the sexual crowd, I'll say. Okay. So so we don't have an exclusive insight into that yet, but we just know something very sexual is coming. Is that is that what you're yeah. letting us know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was hoping for an exclusive. <laughs> 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 and again, when it's when my website Giovanni Unlimited when it comes up, um, you know you have the I have a choice for um, fan club, and you join that, and you'll be up for all of the hot shit, all the new shit, you know, and promotional um, promotional um, coupons as well for certain items that may be up to sale. So they got to make sure you got to be able to look for that. Definitely. On and my last question to you: Even on the adult side of the business, do you have any products coming out that your fans can look forward to? Um, since that is, you know, that's kind of that's where they know you for for, and that's what they are really, you know, wanting to know. When's the next hot scene with Giovanni coming out? Do you have anything in the works that you can let them know to kind of look out for too in regards to that? Well. I don't. I can, I'm not in charge of the release dates. I definitely have some new work that should be released in the next couple of weeks or so because I've I have shot 
but um, I'm actually about to work with um, fieldofrest.net. It'll be my first time working with them, so I'm looking forward to that. That's what's up. Well, I'm sure they are, are definitely looking forward to that also um, with Raph, and, and that should be a, a pretty hot scene because the two of you together might might turn some heads, I think. <laughs> it's coming, mm-hmm. coming yeah. soon. Well, that gives us something yeah, to, look, yeah, yeah. to look forward to, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so Giovanni, uh, tell us um, all of the ways that people, uh, that your fans can get in contact you with you, your website, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Well, shit, my Twitter is um, official Giovanni, all one word, and my Instagram is official Giovanni zero zero at the end. And um, my website, which will be ready by April first, will be Giovanni Unlimited um, dot net, and that should be ready by April first. So again, make sure y'all check out that fan club and get that exclusive info. Cool, definitely. Well, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to be on your show. Remember, kids, soon you can wear what Giovanni wears and you can smell like Giovanni smells. Yeah, you can smell like royalty for sure, baby. And I want to uh, shout out everybody who's been showing out, you know, all the love and um, all the support. And um, it's a lot more coming from your boy across the country. I already know. Turn up, Prince. Most definitely. Well, thanks for being on the show again. All right, baby. Thank you for having me on. All right, now. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank Giovanni again for taking time out of his busy schedule to come and talk about all of the projects that he's looking, he's working on. If you are interested in following him in any way, just Google official Giovanni and all of his stuff will be coming up. We'll be looking forward to hearing about his fragrance line as well as his swimwear, swimwear line with sizes big enough to fit John Sebastian. All right. Mm. In all the right places, he said. In all, in all the, right the right places. He can even get a masculine one piece. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm try- mm. Every time I, I try to say it with a straight face. Um, a masculine one piece. <laughs> try again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, hold on. Uh. Let it go. A masculine one piece. That's the best I can do for now. Okay. I hope you all enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Yes. So, um, you can catch reality, including John Sebastian's masculine one piece. See, I did it. Yeah, see? <laughs> you can catch reality every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. Visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download this episode and many more. You can binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Reality and subscribe. John Sebastian, how can the kids get in contact with you? Unofficial colon John Sebastian on Facebook and on Twitter at GSJ612. 
I feel like you should change your 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 Twitter handle though. The what? Masculine one piece. One piece. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Legionnaire, how can the kids get in contact with you? Oh, the kids can find me on the uh, Twitter and the Instagram where my lead where my handle is at Legion Onyx. On um, Facebook, I am found under Legionnaire Onyx. And for regular listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio, they can hear my dulcet tones on uh, shows like The Rambling Dead, uh, Gladiators Unite, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and The Lion's Den. Awesome. Carl Sebastian. Uh, Carl Sebastian. <laughs> Carl, Anthony. <laughs> Carl Anthony. <laughs> you, oh, can, Lord. you can reach me. Um, on Twitter, uh, um, at Carl Anthony uh, with an I. Also at I Am Design 2K on Twitter. Our website is IamDesign2K.com. And then um, as the mega superstar uh, porn star Giovanni stated and gave a nice shout to FillTheWrath.net, um, which we uh, do some management for them uh, at that website. You can always uh, hit us up even on there with the Ask Wrath section and ask questions to us. So. That's how you can get in touch with us. Yes, I love that you uh, put in that little subtle plug when you were in the interview. It was like, aren't you doing some work with someone coming up soon? And, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. gets I, I, it I, quite nicely. <laughs> we, 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 we caught that. Yeah. It's all good, though. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx. You can like me on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. And you can check out my website, which is domonyx.com. You can also follow my Tumblr, which is thedomonyx.tumblr.com. It was going to be Dom Onyx, but you know, some other bitch got domonyx.tumblr.com, so I had to make some shit up. Bastards. Mm. Auntie Snooch, you can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality and you can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can support reality financially by going to gofundme.com slash poppy radio and we promise we will use every bit of that money to make better programming for you and none of it for masculine one piece. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email, email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. Everyone say goodnight. Good night, y'all. Good night, sweet lovers. Good night, everybody. Till next time. Good night, everyone. And we don't, before we forget, we want to say rest in peace to Frank Sinatra Jr., who died yesterday of uh, a massive heart attack in a Daytona Beach hospital. Yes. So, I mean, don't mean to necessarily bring the show down, but you know, I love Frank Sinatra, and you know, I don't. I mean, I love Frank Sinatra Jr. on Family Guy, so, you know, he was a good person, so. Rest in peace, baby. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.